You're listening to the Imperfect Pursuit Podcast, episode number 17. Now, I don't know if you guys have noticed, you probably haven't, but this episode is about a week late. I do apologize. Things have just been a little bit crazy. I knew coming into 2021 that running a full-time wedding floral design business as well as my coaching business was going to be challenging. But I'm learning more and more how difficult it is to keep on top of both. And even though I generally aim to do two podcast episodes a month, sometimes even that is really, really hard to achieve. So I'm trying to give myself grace in these moments when I don't meet deadlines. And I know that you guys are very forgiving, but I do feel guilty for not keeping up with it all perfectly. But hey, this is the Imperfect Pursuit. I'm on my Imperfect Pursuit And sometimes podcast episodes might be a little bit later than planned. Now, I'm really excited to record this episode. I don't have anything planned as such. Often I have some kind of outline, but today I just decided, you know what, I'm just going to hit record and I'm just going to talk. So the purpose of this episode is for me to share a little bit of a reflection on the first quarter of the year. We're now almost halfway through April, which is crazy, but I actually love quarterly planning and being able to reflect on the past quarter as well. So obviously breaking down the year into quarters looks like January, February, March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October, November, December, and we've just finished quarter one, which is crazy. I cannot believe we are almost halfway through April, but I really wanted to just reflect on the last few months, invite you guys into some behind the scenes, I guess, just share a little bit about what's been happening in my life and my business, and maybe this will just be an encouragement to you guys as you reflect on your last quarter as well. I'll also try and share a few pieces of advice, a few tips to help you guys reflect on your own Q1s, as well as some prompts to help you prepare for Q2 if you haven't yet done that. So without further ado, let's jump in. Hey, welcome to the Imperfect Pursuit Podcast. My name is Sarah Luthi and I love all things marketing, money, mindset, and helping creative entrepreneurs pursue their purpose. Nothing in life or business is perfect, but I believe in the power of taking imperfect action and showing up with grace, authenticity, and intentionality. So if you're ready to imperfectly pursue your biggest goals and build a life and business you love, there is a place for you here. Alrighty, now as I said, I don't have any form of outline for this episode, so I'm probably going to ramble and I know that future me is going to hate current me because editing is always an absolute nightmare when I haven't actually prepared what I'm saying. I have to cut out all of the bits of rambling and all of the gaps where I'm trying to collect my thoughts, but I really like talking. Sometimes I sit down to prepare my outline and I think, you know what? It's all up in my mind. I'm just I'm just going to roll with it and let's just see what happens. So that's what we're doing today. So Q1, quarter one. As I've been reflecting, in a lot of ways, it doesn't feel overly exciting. It doesn't feel like I accomplished a huge lot. But in reality, I know that that doesn't mean that it was a failure. I don't know if you're like me as you reflect on your accomplishments, what you have or haven't done. And if lots and lots of things haven't been ticked off, 
you feel a sense of failure, like you haven't achieved what you set out to do. And in so many ways, that was my quarter one. And that's kind of why I wanted to record this episode because, I mean, you guys know how much social media can just paint this picture-perfect life. And while I'm all for the beautiful aesthetic feeds, I never want my audience to feel like they can't relate to me, like I have it all together because that's just so far from the truth. So quarter one, one of the big highlights that comes to mind is the faith-based retreat that I organized in January for faith-based women in business. That was my second one that I have facilitated. And honestly, retreats just light me up. I come back from those feeling just like my heart is so full and I just want to do it like every month. I actually would love to host more retreats in the future, not just faith-based retreats, but beautiful creative retreats for women in business because no matter what industry you come from, there is just so much value and so much power in just getting together with women who are on a similar journey and the journey of entrepreneurship is unique. (laughs) It's challenging. It is wild and crazy and beautiful and I love business and I love bringing people together. So I am excited to see what kind of happens in that space moving forward. This year, as you guys know, is just a crazy year for my wedding business. So I haven't really set too many goals. I haven't wanted to be too ambitious with that side of things, at least for this year, but maybe toward the end of the year or certainly in 2022, I'm definitely excited to explore this idea of more retreats. Obviously, I'm a believer, so I love being able to incorporate that into different parts of my business. And I love being able to bring women of faith together and kind of having more of a spiritual purpose to those business retreats. But as I said, I'm passionate about business and I'm passionate about bringing people together. So definitely have a few loose plans when it comes to retreats and possibly organizing some more just general creative retreats for women who are in business. So watch this space. That's definitely on my one day list. The first quarter, I had a few weddings for my wedding business, Gwen Floral Co. It wasn't super hectic, probably from mid-March, it got really, really busy, which is obviously why I kind of fell a little bit behind with the podcast. I had a few of our own weddings and then I was also helping a florist friend as she recently had a baby and she needed someone to kind of take care of a few weddings for her. So the last month or so has been quite busy with weddings. So that has certainly just been interesting navigating how to keep on top of all of the things whilst also having a lot of hands-on work. And I'm learning more and more As you guys have probably heard me talk about, I'm learning more and more how to rely on a team and I'm training up different people in my freelance team to take on a little bit more responsibility, do more of the design work and not feeling so much control over that side of things. Of course, that takes time to teach art and to teach a skill, but it's something I'm learning to release and I know I'm going to need to do that more and more moving forward. 
this quarter I've had a few projects in the works, one of them being the rebrand for my wedding business. I was actually hoping to launch this in January or maybe February, but few different things meant I couldn't launch at that time. So I guess that was an unmet goal of Q1. I wasn't able to launch that brand, which was a little bit disappointing because obviously January and February are really the peak wedding inquiry months. So I felt like I missed out on that season. I mean, I definitely booked a lot of weddings, but I was a little bit disappointed that the new brand wasn't out in the world at that stage. There were just a few holdups with um, my brand designer and different things kind of pushing that out. And I just didn't realize that it would take so long to get all of the final files. But I am really excited to finally launch that over the next few days or so. There have been a few tech issues getting that ready and getting everything switched over from Squarespace to show it and getting the domain all switched over. But I am feeling really excited for that side of things. And when it comes to the wedding business, I am I'm feeling really, really good. I went through a season where it felt like just work. <laughs> I don't know if that makes any sense at all, but it, it was running, but I was probably lacking the passion that I've had previously. Whereas I feel like recently I've kind of got that back a little as I've been getting our new website all finished and getting some things on the back end more streamlined. I'm feeling really excited for the future of that business. I don't know what that looks like financially and in terms of scale and size, but I really love the direction it's going in. I love the weddings that we're taking on now. And I'm just, I'm just feeling really, really good. So I'm very, very open to wherever God leads me with that business in terms of team and how much I will be involved over the foreseeable future. But I'm feeling really good about it. I love the wedding industry. I love my floral business. A lot of people have made comments assuming that I would be letting that go soon. And while I don't know if I'll be doing flowers when I'm 50, I don't know if I'll be doing flowers when I'm 35. I don't know. But right now I'm loving it. I love the wedding industry and I definitely don't see myself leaving that space anytime soon. I know this episode is already a little bit all over the place. <laughs> That's what happens when you don't have an outline. I'm literally just sharing whatever comes to my mind. So I do apologize if this is all a little bit jumbled, but I also feel like you guys just like when things are kept real. And as I've been listening to past episodes where I have planned out a lot of the content, even down to an actual script, I feel like I speak a lot better when I'm just speaking off the cuff and just sharing what comes to my heart. So hopefully you guys are keeping up with all of this blabber. But February, the second month of quarter one, February was meant to be my month of rest. And while it was a little bit more restful, it certainly wasn't a complete month of rest. But a highlight from February that comes to mind, I went on a beautiful little, I guess, personal retreat with one of my close friends. It wasn't a hyper-organized, structured retreat. We just booked an Airbnb, went away. We spoke about what we wanted to get help with from each other. But honestly, most of it was just relaxing. We prayed over each other every day. We had alone time. We just It was just so good for me personally and for my business, just kind of gaining some fresh vision. There were also a few less fun tasks, I guess. I think both of us caught up with some boring tasks like bookkeeping. I was teaching her how to use Xero and 
Anyway, it wasn't all just beautiful Instagram worthy moments, <laughs> but it was really, really special. And I definitely was needing some time away to just gain some fresh clarity and vision for both of my businesses this year. And I felt like I got that on that retreat. So I've talked about retreats before. I'm an advocate for investing in your own development. And if that means booking an Airbnb for a few nights and just going away by yourself or with a business friend, I say go for it. It is going to be so, so valuable for your business as you kind of just spend some intentional time working out what things look like moving forward. So that was super special. And I felt like a lot of things shifted in my heart that week and I released a lot of goals that I had set for myself at the very start of the year or the even the end of last year. I was able to kind of release some of those things and just gain some fresh vision and clarity for some other projects which I will be speaking about soon. So when I came back from that retreat I said to my friend oh my goodness, February is meant to be my month of rest, but I feel like I have all of these things that I want to do in relation to these projects. And she just encouraged me by saying that you can still work from a place of rest. And that was something that I really tried doing in the month of February. There were definitely normal, boring, generic tasks that I needed to keep up with, like the inbox and some bookkeeping and things like that. But in terms of what I spent the majority of my time doing, because I don't think I had a single wedding in February, I wanted to use my time well doing things that felt really good to me and felt really exciting. So so that's kind of what I mean when I say that it was technically a month of rest, but I was still working a lot during that time. But it was still a really fun kind of special month for me. So one of the projects that I have been referring to is drumroll. <laughs> I'm going to be launching a digital shop for wedding professionals. And I'm feeling really, really excited about this. In my own business, I have a range of different templates and resources that I have been referring to and have just transformed my own wedding business. And I know that they're going to be really helpful for others as well. So I guess what led me to this decision, not that I need to justify my decision to you guys, but I am genuinely wanting to invite you guys in on this journey and share, I guess, how I got to this point. But obviously last year I was doing a fair bit of one-on-one coaching That was why I started my personal brand offering coaching services when COVID hit because it was something that has always been on my heart and I knew that I needed to leverage that time where I had no weddings for months and months. I needed to use that time to start this brand and I'm so, so glad I did. Coming into 2021, I think I was probably a little bit ambitious with some of my goals. I had set a goal of working with a certain amount of one-on-one coaching clients in my 90-day programs this year. And while I am still keeping a couple of spots open for those, I really felt called to scale that back a lot and shift gears a little bit. This year is going to be the biggest year for me professionally with my wedding business, my my first business, my first love, I guess. And I've made commitments to those clients. It's not a matter of just releasing that work because I can't. I've booked these clients in. As I was looking ahead and looking at these really busy months that are coming up, April and May being some of them, 
I just knew that there was not going to be a lot of space in my schedule or space in my mind or my heart to coach many clients in a one-on-one capacity. I've always loved the idea of having a digital shop, selling, I guess, more accessible resources to you guys at a much lower price point than a one-on-one coaching program. And of course, in terms of income, it is a little bit more passive. It's been huge getting it set up, which I will get into shortly. But once it is set up and launched, there's not a whole lot of time that I really need to spend on the shop other than, I guess, marketing it. Whereas obviously with coaching and doing one-on-one services, you're focusing on the marketing and booking clients and then obviously also doing the service. And when it comes to coaching, that is a huge, huge thing to do. Now, I don't know if I've shared much about this before, but I invest a lot of energy into my coaching clients to the point it's going to sound so weird, but I'll be having a shower and I'll have this random idea pop into my mind for one of my clients. I am constantly thinking about my coaching clients' businesses and different strategies for them and new ideas they can implement and things I need to talk about on our next call. And I mean, that's part of the reason I love coaching because I love that personalized teaching that I can give. But of course, it's a huge investment emotionally and mentally. And as I said, there's just not a whole lot of spare space in both my schedule or my mental tank, I guess, this year. So instead of working with five or six coaching clients at a time like I had originally planned on doing, I'm kind of scaling things back a little bit and only keeping a couple of spots open for the rest of the year. As I was having conversations with people who were considering booking me as a coach and hearing about their story and kind of where they're at in their business. And obviously coming from a wedding background, I tend to coach a lot of wedding pros and a lot of wedding pros and a lot of particularly newer business owners have been really, really hit by COVID-19 and realistically they're just not in a position where they can easily fork out thousands upon thousands of dollars on -on one-on-one coaching so I knew that especially in this current climate in this current season I think a lot of people are looking for bite-sized resources that they can purchase and they can implement really really quickly and I feel in my heart that the resources in my digital shop will be that kind of resource that kind of quick fix I guess for them so I'm feeling really really excited about it and I guess this episode was a way for me to share a little bit about what's coming up so that you guys know it's also just been really fun reflecting on this last quarter because that's been a huge part of this last quarter is coming to the decision to change the direction I guess of my coaching business this year scaling back one-on-one services And then really focusing on starting this digital shop and getting the content ready for the shop. I haven't spoken heaps about the digital shop in the past. I think, I mean, this is a whole new world for me, you guys. Like there is actually so much involved in creating a digital shop. It's not just a matter of like creating a page on your website and selling things on there. There are so many different steps involved, obviously, 
creating the products and most of them are already created because I use them but I guess tweaking them so that they can be easily understood and implemented and then it's putting them on the platform that will host and hold those products and then getting the checkout pages ready and then the email sequences and then making sure that my email marketing software my website my checkout pages and my course platform can all talk to each other so that when someone clicks buy it actually all works and then it's writing the copy for every single product on the website and then it's creating the design for that part of the website there is just so much involved and I'm still kind of in that process I'm definitely getting close I'm just getting a few things finalized on the website I got someone else to kind of do a lot of the tech backend stuff for me because I just had zero time and zero mental capacity to learn how to do it. But it's been a really big process and I guess I've been nervous to talk about it or even give a launch date because I've been afraid that I wasn't going to meet that launch date, that deadline. Originally, I was hoping to launch this in March, but considering I only really had the idea in February, it was probably a little bit ambitious, but I certainly hope that by the end of April, the shop will be launched. So you're probably wondering what kind of products will be available. For the first launch, there will be about six products, including a couple of sets of email templates for wedding pros. There will be a mood board and visual proposal Canva template. There will be a wedding florist workflow, which is like a behind the scenes glimpse into the workflow of my wedding business. And a few other things and I've got so many ideas for other things to add to the shop over the coming months but for the first launch there'll be about a handful of some really good key resources for wedding pros and for wedding florists. So super excited to launch that into the world and if you're not on my email list already it would be a great time to join the list so that you're the first to know when the shop launches. So if you're not on my email list, just head to my website and you can grab any one of the freebies and you'll be added to the list. Otherwise, you can just go to sarahluthie.com forward slash VIP. So while that was a really big, exciting thing of quarter one, getting that ready and even just deciding to launch a digital shop, as I've already said, I didn't meet my initial deadline, my initial goal. And I say that because... How many times have you guys set a goal for yourself and you haven't met it and you just beat yourself up over it? Friends, we all do it. It is very, very easy to overcommit and it's okay if your goals change. My goals for my coaching business have completely done an overhaul. As I've said, I'm completely scaling back one-on-one coaching services and I'm focusing on more of this passive income. And I must admit that was a really big decision for my heart to come to because it felt like it took a little bit of a hit to my pride, I guess, because I told all these people my goals for coaching. I told all these people where I saw that business going this year and it's kind of not really going in that direction. I kind of changed paths a little bit. So I want you to know that it's okay if you change your mind. It's okay if your goals change. Now, even though I've said one-on-one coaching services will be taking a little bit of a backseat this year, I do hope to book some more one-off strategy sessions this year. So instead of working with clients on an ongoing 90-day basis in my 90-day programs, I still really want to do one-on-one coaching, but probably more in my one-off strategy calls. So I don't really talk about these often. I don't market them very much because... I mean, time just meant I haven't had a lot of time to book many in. But this year, as I said, I'm scaling back my 90-day programs. So 
that means that I'm going to have a little bit more space in my schedule to do one-off coaching calls, which really, really excites me because you guys know I love teaching. I love that one-on-one aspect. I'm like that with all of my relationships too. I don't like really big group settings. I'm that kind of person who will go deep really, really quickly with select people. And I feel like that's kind of my teaching style too. So I love one-on-one coaching and I don't want to completely say goodbye to that this year, but instead of booking heaps of 90-day program students, I would love to coach more people in my one-off strategy sessions. So you'll probably hear me talk a little bit more about that in the coming episodes, but that's another one of those slight shifts, I guess, that I had in quarter one. And I'm excited for that part of my business and to help people in that way. In those little hour of powers, it is insane how much we can cover in one hour. That's actually how I started coaching in the first place. It's because people would come to me and they would say, hey, I would love to pick your brains about something. And then I'd say, great, let's jump on a call. And then I started charging for those calls and being compensated for that time and that knowledge. So I've done a little bit of a 360, I guess, and going back to, I guess, how I started coaching in the first place. So really keen to start booking more strategy sessions. If you're keen to know more information, then send me a DM on Instagram. would love to hear from you. Okay, we've talked about digital shop. We've talked about strategy sessions, talked about the rebrand with the floral business and retreats. I feel like we've covered a lot, <laughs> but I guess what I want you guys to get out of this episode is that my business is not perfect. There are plenty of goals that I did not meet this quarter and that is okay. I'm definitely one to beat myself up a little bit over that, but I'm really learning to just give myself grace and know that it's okay for my goals to change. So as you guys reflect on quarter one, I have a few, I guess, questions for you and then a few prompts to help you plan for quarter two. So you guys know I'm all about being intentional with your money. I actually have a program called Purposeful Profit. So I would love for you guys to reflect on your finances. How much money did you make in quarter one? Look at your sales, look at your expenses and look at your profit. And then that will help you to create realistic goals for quarter two. Spend some time reflecting, as I've said. So think about what went well, what didn't go well, what gave you energy and what took your energy. So I definitely answered that for you guys in this episode for my own business, but would love for you guys to also spend some time thinking about those things too. There's probably way more that I could reflect on with my own business as well. But as I said, I did not have a plan for this episode. So I'm literally just sharing things that kind of came to mind at that moment. (laughs) Other things to consider are some of your top highlights. As I said, for me, it would have been hosting my second flourish retreat for faith-based women in business. Another one would have been going away on a personal retreat with my good friend. What other top highlights? Oh, my husband and I celebrated our fifth wedding anniversary and we went away on a little weekend away in February as well. I'm sure there were some more highlights, but they were the the real top highlights. Okay, moving down. Think about the completed goals, the goals that you did meet. I've spoken a lot about when you don't meet goals, but actually spend time thinking about what goals did you meet in quarter one. Also reflect on maybe some lessons that you learned. 
For me, as I've said, I'm learning every day what it actually takes to run a booked out wedding business as well as a coaching business on the side. I've learned what happens when I don't overly forward plan for the podcast and I fall a week behind because I haven't recorded a solo episode in time and I don't want to pump out a bunch of guest episodes without solo episodes to break it up. (laughs) And I learned so many other things personally and spiritually and yeah, it's just been special kind of reflecting on different things that I have learned in this quarter and the things that God has been teaching me. So would encourage you guys to definitely do the same. Now, as you prepare for quarter two, I should probably record an actual quarterly planning episode where we go into this in more depth. Maybe I'll do that for quarter three, but I want you guys to listen to this episode and feel like it wasn't just me talking about myself. So hopefully these little tips will help you as you reflect on Q1 and also plan for Q2. So preparing for the next quarter, look at everything on your calendar. Look at projects, launches, clients, sales, events, obligations, and map it all out. Make sure it's in your calendar and work out where all of those different things will fit. I also want you guys to actually plan out your time off for holidays whether that's a weekend off or specific days off, or maybe you might even take an extended period of time. My husband and I will be going away for three weeks in June, which I am so excited for, particularly because April and May are just probably the busiest months ever in my wedding business. So it'll be really nice having something to look forward to. A nice big break at the end. So I encourage you guys to do the same thing. I've actually even gone ahead and planned out my days off for the next two months because it is just absolutely crazy. Like there is one week I have weddings on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday. So in that week, I probably won't get a day off, but I've looked ahead and actually marked off days off in the week before and after and just kind of planning those out because I know that if I don't mark it in my calendar, I'm going to fill it with other things. So planning out your time off and your days off could be a really beneficial thing. Other things I personally love considering is thinking about anything I want to invest in, whether that's a program, a coach, different resources, and kind of earmarking in my mind what are things that I'm willing to invest in this quarter that's going to help me reach my goals. Now, personally, there's actually probably not a whole lot I want to invest in this quarter because I recently have invested in a few of those things. But as I reflect on things in my business that I want to improve, I would love to maybe get a little bit more strategic with this podcast and making sure that it's not only serving you guys well, but also fulfilling some kind of purpose on my end as well. So you'll probably notice a couple of changes in the podcast over the next few months. You might hear a few more sponsorships or a few little 30 second clips that might be speaking about things that I love, which will then lead to some kind of discount or affiliate code, which will just help to, I guess, support this podcast monetarily because it actually costs money to have a podcast. (laughs) So I want to make sure that I'm using it properly and of course, serving you guys with the goods, but also making sure that I'm being strategic with it and making sure it actually has a purpose aside from just giving out free information for you. So 
I think if I invest in anything, it may be something to do with podcast strategy, or it might actually just be investing more in a team and freeing up some of my time. If I'm being honest with myself, that's probably the best investment over the next quarter or two quarters is maybe more just team investment rather than education. But anyway, it's just an interesting thing to reflect on as you guys kind of plan for your quarter. And then, of course, your targets as well. What sales do you want to make? How much do you want to pay yourself? Is there anything you want to achieve this quarter? If you haven't already listened to my goal setting episode that I released in December, it's a really good episode. That one is episode number eight called Setting Goals for the New Year. But even if we're a quarter of the way through the year, it's still a really helpful episode when it comes to goal setting. So if you want to learn how I set goals and kind of break that down into different categories, definitely go check out episode eight. Anyway, that kind of brings us to the end of this episode. I feel like there was probably more I could have talked about, but I think I spoke about the big key things when it comes to different changes in my business, things that didn't really go to plan, the goals that I didn't meet. And I hope it just inspired you guys to do the same with your own business as well. So as I mentioned earlier in the episode, I would love for you guys to make sure you're on my email list because that's when I will be releasing the launch date and you'll be the first to know when the shop launches as well. We've got some really cool guest interviews lined up. I will let you know. I'm really excited for the upcoming episodes. One of them, I interview a team building expert. We talk all about how to delegate well, even if you just rely on some contractors or freelancers, or maybe you're considering expanding your team. It's a really good conversation just all around how to do that. I also interviewed a lawyer and we talked all about intellectual property and just protecting yourself legally and making sure you are legally legit. So very excited for that one as well. And yeah, there are just some really, really cool guest interviews coming up. So I will do my best to record some solo episodes in between, but you may notice a little bit of a season over the coming months where there may be a few more guest interviews over solo episodes because those interviews are already recorded. I'm super excited for the future of this podcast. And hey, I actually love when you guys DM me or email me about the podcast and just sharing what you're learning from it. It's really, really helpful for me to know what you find helpful so that I can plan content that's actually going to help you guys. So feel free to slide on into my DMs or shoot through an email. I would love to hear what you guys are finding helpful or things that you would like to hear about in the future. And if you haven't already yet left a review, I would just be so, so grateful if you could head on over to Apple Podcasts, leave a five-star rating and a quick little review telling me what you love about the podcast. Reviews really help to grow the podcast. So if you are a silent listener sitting in the back, just listening to this podcast, I want to know that you exist and I want to know that you're getting something out of the podcast. So if you want to DM me, say hey, and then also go ahead and leave a review, I would be so grateful. I read every single one of your reviews and honestly, they make my day. Alrighty guys, that's it from me. You've done so well listening to my voice for the last 30 or so minutes. So I appreciate you and I'm cheering you on on your imperfect pursuit. I'll talk to you soon. Hey, thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe to the podcast so that you never miss future episodes. And while you're at it, if you'd like to leave a five-star rating on iTunes, I would be so grateful. This lets me know what kind of content you're loving so that I can keep creating valuable content for you in the future. It also helps this podcast to find its way to the ears of other creatives just like you. 
can check out the show notes for links to everything that was mentioned in this episode or head to my website www.sarahluthie.com for more information and some cheeky freebies. Thanks again for being here, friend. I am so grateful for you and I'm cheering you on as you imperfectly pursue your purpose.